Well, welcome everybody to our daily podcast. Pastor Tim Karskang, Christian Sinners Report. Coming to you, sharing this word this week about the preparation for the coming hardships that are coming. And I'm going to ask you this question. Do you hear the screams of those that are crying out who are becoming victims today? Blessings to you today. I pray you're having a good day, whatever time it is for you. It's Thursday, 16th day of November, 2023. I hope that this week has been informative, revelatory to you, but also passionate. I hope you can hear my heart and our heart here at Christian Center Shreveport for justice in the earth, especially to a people group, the Jewish people, and to those that partner with them, us Christians who stand with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in agreement with our, our inheritance that we have, that we are joint heirs through Christ Jesus with them. And we can't run from that. We can't hide that fact. We can't deny that we are part of this. Many did during World War II because of self-preservation, and then there were those that stood up, and it cost them their lives. It cost them prison. It cost them many different things. I understand how somebody could deny because of thinking of their family and and so forth. I put a post up of a little nun in Gaza hospital. She couldn't believe she made a video describing what Hamas was doing, stealing drugs and taking fuel for electricity uh, from their patients. But she'd had enough. She just, you know, just said enough's enough. And you realize how it's probably going to cost her her life, maybe, or at least her, her families or whatever that she has engaged in Gaza. But there comes a time you stand up and do what's right. And so we want to close out this week of just, you know, searching our hearts. Where are we in the midst of what's going on in the earth? And where are we going to stand? You need to make a decision today. I do as well. How am I going to do? Start thinking about what will I do when I'm confronted? When I'm asked these things, are you going to stand? Are you going to protect? Are you going to do something about the injustice that's going on around you? Are you going to be a bystander? And that's what most people do. It's a, it's a fight or flight moment in the crisis. And a lot of times I believe it's because people didn't prepare for the moment. How do you prepare for a moment like that? You get in the Holy Spirit. You get your heart with him. It's what Jesus said. Don't worry about what you'll say before these magistrates. You, the Holy Spirit will give you what to say in that time of need. Well, that's fine to say that, but you also have to be in the Spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, we walk by the Spirit so that we don't give in to the lust of the flesh, right? So it's a walk of the Spirit. Um, in a great book I'd recommend, uh, it's called Ed, Edwin Lutzer, wrote a book called <clears throat> uh, when, a, uh, when a Nation Forgets God. 
and uh, I've studied it for years. He has several books, but that was a really good book. I actually tried to teach on it, some of our men. But uh, the story goes, and you've heard it before. This is an eyewitness story, but he states this. This is an eyewitness account. Um, and I want to say this was during Germany, during the Nazi regime. He said, we heard stories of what was happening in the Jew, to the Jews, but we tried to distance ourselves from it because we felt, what can anyone do to stop it? Each Sunday morning, we would hear the train whistle blowing in the distance and the wheels coming over the tracks. We become disturbed when we heard the cries coming from the train as it passed by. We realized that it was carrying Jews, like cattle in the cars. Week after week, the whistle would blow. We dreaded to hear the sounds of those wheels because we knew we would hear the cries of the Jews en route to a death camp. Their screams tormented us. We knew the time the train was coming, and when we heard the whistle blow, we began to sing hymns. By the time the train came past our church, we were singing at the top of our voices. If we heard the screams, we sang even more loudly, and soon we heard them no more. Years have passed, and no one talks about it now, but I still hear the train whistle in my sleep. Now, this is, this is pretty uh, alarming, isn't it? Well, I don't do that. I wouldn't do that. Well, we do. We do it now. We turn the TV off. We don't want to watch uh, tragedy. We don't want to hear about it. We ignore things that are going on on our own borders. Uh, we are now having evidences of child trafficking, sex trafficking on our borders, and our government doing nothing to stop it. On and on it goes. We see injustices everywhere. This earth, I, I don't know what the earth thinks. You know, the, the land thinks when it looks at man. And the, as I read the numbers yesterday of, or the day before, I can't remember when I read it, but of the numbers of blood uh, that was shed on the earth. This earth is full of blood, of tragedy and injustice. And yet it cries out, and the greatest one that cries out is the injustice that was done to our Lord and Savior Jesus. And that is the most important blood that cries, because it cries for redemption. It's amazing that God gives us life and gives it abundantly, gives us the earth to have dominion, and yet we have adopted to the prince of this air as a, as a whole, the people of, of the earth have, and have taken on his persona rather than the persona of heaven and the attributes of heaven. It says of Abraham and Isaac, when you read about the covenants and the promises that came, and it's because Abraham obeyed the Lord and kept the ways and statutes of God. Let me tell you this. You will always walk in covenant and the promise of covenant through obedience, which is understanding. Uh, you know, the Hebrew word for obey is not really the same as we think it is. Obey, it means to actually understand. You figure it out. You go, okay, this is why I obey. And it's not, I just obey blindly, but I understand it's a great promise. He loves me. He cares about us. He cares about the Jewish people. He cares about the covenant that he made with them. And so shouldn't we? Should we not care for what he cares for? Should we not have a love for what he loves? Is not they, Israel, the apple of his eye? Should it not be our apple of our eye? How can we be? Uh, so divided that we say, well, we'll live our life and we'll let them live theirs. No, we fight. We have a voice and we decree what God is saying. And 
So as we see this now, we have allowed ourselves to place in, in authority people over us that do not have our goodwill intent. They're selfish, they're narcissistic, many of them, and they really don't care about what we do. So the fact that we see our nations deteriorating is tied to the fact that of our elected officials, ultimately, uh, not just because we don't have people believe in Christ, but then we don't have them. That's true. But then they elect people that uh, are not, um, you know, are not going to keep the ways of God. In America, there's this phenomena of these liberal uh, socialist states, California, Oregon, Washington, places like that, that have just lost their minds and uh, taxed people to no end. And so these people have just had enough and they're moving to states where we tend to live by Judeo-Christian values and we honor the people, their income and everything. So they're moving and they're saying, we've had enough of this and we're moving. Well, here's the problem. When they come, they see the better life, but they don't understand it's because we elected the right people. And unfortunately, I, th- I have a fear that when they come, they're going to bring their voting habits with them, and it won't be long until those places become like the very place that they left. Because this is the ignorance of these people. They don't understand what they're putting in authority. And then when you look at America, you, you have to understand that uh, we have a very difficult issue right in front of us. And the most dangerous thing that I think a nation can face is using or trusting a liar to lead them. <laughs> well, that's a mouthful, isn't it? In the long run, if you look at it, really, it's easier to undo policies that, that some uh, crooked leader did uh, and restore common sense and so forth. But when you elect a fool and a liar, that nation almost always is doomed. And that is why we have got to understand we cannot let the minority direct the majority. In America, you know, we have 435 congressmen and women, uh, 50 senators, and then you got a president and nine Supreme Court justices. So 545 people, humans, control us. They determine how we spend our money and what money goes for. Uh, we give them our tax money, and then we trust them that they're going to do what's right for us and, and what's good for us. They make it so difficult to figure out when we pay our taxes, we don't even know. We have to hire uh, professionals to do our taxes because it's so complicated. And they want to decide where the money goes here and where the money goes there and, and so forth. And so what you have here in America, there's 320, 330 million, I think, what is our population. I know President Biden has already allowed 6 million illegal immigrants uh, in his term, 6 million, uh, who are here, who have no citizenship yet. They'll give it to them, but uh, some are here for, for legitimate reasons, some for illegitimate. So you have all this. Okay, so you got 330 million. Let's say that's what we have. In every election, probably the last 25, 30 years, a presidential election, uh, no, no elected official president has won by more than 10 million votes. And yet, over 100 million people who could vote in our nation do not vote. <laughs> uh, and I don't know what it's like in other countries, uh, percentage-wise, but that's quite frightening. 
I realize 330 million, not everybody's voting age, right? Because you got children. But the fact is, people don't care. And their silence actually empowers darkness. And their inactivity is incredible. And we have to understand this. We need to rise up, one, and people need to go out and let their voice be known. Who the good guys are, who the bad guys, I don't know always. But I want to ask you this question today with all that's going on. Can you hear the whistle of the wheels as the train traps, train tracks come down? How are you singing? How am I singing? Am I getting louder? Am I going inside? We saw this, as I shared earlier this week, with the Jesus movement, which I love. I got saved in the Jesus movement. But it, it also brought, brought an ideology that, look, that's government. We don't have anything to do with it. We don't partner with it. And I, I started this week by the, the quote from Plato, which says, the punishment which the wise suffer who refuse to take part in the government is to live under the government of worse men. And that's what we're doing in America for sure. Maybe you are where you are as a nation as well. And, well, I'm voting. Yes, do all you're supposed to do. Cry out for an awakening. Let's go back to what we talked about last week, the Matthew 25, that shouting group that shouts for the church to wake up. Here's the thing, and we can say this in America. If the evangelicals would just vote Christian values, look at a candidate and say, are you for life? Are you for, for, you for covenant? Are you for Israel? Uh, and then vote accordingly. Whether you like they put out bad tweets or not, and vote. I'm not just saying that about Trump. I'm just saying for anybody. And quit measuring somebody by uh, you know, their persona. And I played something about William Branham years ago, and I don't agree with him. He didn't want women to vote and all that. And, but his point was, the Lord showed him back in 1933 that the American, the woman would elect the wrong president. And we believe that was John Kennedy. Uh, well, he did. He believed it fully it was. And here's the thing. When they polled most women, why did you vote for him? They said, because he was a good-looking, nice man. Okay, see, this is where you're moved by your emotions. I'm sure there's some men did the same. There are many people that voted for Obama because he wasn't an angry black man, they said. And because uh, it was time. We needed to elect, uh, we need to deal with that injustice. And so what do you do? You, you reason yourself away from what is right. Okay, we are in a place right now, and I'm asking you, and I'm asking myself, are we listening to the screams? There's people crying. I believe there are Jewish people in their souls are crying because they see what's coming. They can hear the trains coming. They can hear all the plans of the enemy. And it's part of God's plan to cause them to turn to him and to come to salvation. So ultimately, what we can do is we can pray for their salvation. We can pray for awakening, that if people would rise up and turn from their wicked ways, repent and cry out to God, then he can heal our lands. That's my cry. I hope this has been helpful to you this week. I bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for partnering with us. Be strengthened. What know what to say. Know how to speak God out for the purposes of God in this hour. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Come back tomorrow. We love you. See you. Well, thanks again for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast. We love you, each and every one of you. Thanks you. Thank you for sewing into us. You can always do that on our app. 
Christian Center Shreveport, or our website. We are blessed, and we want to bless you in the midst of it. We have so much going on right now. Stay tuned to all our platforms as we declare what God is saying in this hour. May God bless you, and have a great day. Come back and join us tomorrow. Bye-bye.